Good day, everyone. You're listening to Time for Your Hobby, and this is episode 163, Open Mind for Things I Find. I'm your host, Alex, and today I have the honor to have Sarah as my guest on the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for being here, and thank you for being patient. We had a few technical difficulties at the beginning, but I think we are good now. We can hear each other, which is basic human interactions from hearing from each other. Yes. yes? Yeah. Okay, perfect. <laughs> This is the fundamentals, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully at one point, if I get too annoying, you can just mute me and then you're just like, mm, <laughs> mm. But yes, anyways, today we're not going to be talking about my talkingness, if that's a word. We're going to be talking about Sarah and her hobby of thrifting and antiquing. But before we jump into that, I'm sure the listeners would love to know, who is Sarah? All right. Hi, guys. My name is Sarah. I'm a college student, not in college currently because it's the summer, but you know, I'll get back to it soon enough. I live on the northeast side of the United States. And one thing I do on the side besides antiquing and thrifting, which I'll talk about more, is I podcast. Ooh, so this is actually a perfect segue to my following question. Do you have any social media links, websites, projects, or even podcasts that you would love to share so people can come show you some love? Yeah, I have a podcast called Don't Be Lonely. Um, It's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor. If you just search it up on any of those platforms, it should show up. And you can follow me on Instagram, Don't Be Lonely Podcast. That's the Instagram I made for this podcast. And yeah, that's basically every way that you can reach the podcast. And you know what? I'll make it even easier. I'll put all those links down below so people can go check it out and show you some love and watch you be on your journey and hopefully they give you company. Yeah, that'd be great. Thanks. And now we're going to just jump into the topic of the day of thrifting and antiquing. So for those who might not know what it is, mind giving a definition of what thrifting and antiquing may be. So to me, thrifting and antiquing are two different things, but I put them in the same category because I you can't really do one without the other. They You end up doing the same thing. So thrifting is more of buying things that are that have been used before for a discounted price. And antiquing is buying things that have been used before, um, typically at the price they were sold at before, or maybe even higher, depending on like, you know, it's vintage qualities. But in in all, it's basically buying things that have been used, that have been worn, that have been, you know, utilized in any way, shape or form. And is there a specific type of items that you prefer to buy with, let's say, is it clothing, furniture, old teeth? I don't know. <laughs> anything. I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure teeth are not in there, but is there anything that you prefer to get? Um, normally, when I go thrifting, I usually have an open mind for clothing. But honestly, I have bumped into so many things that I just could not leave without. So pretty much when I go to the store, I will antique for anything. Um, little paintings, decorations, things to like put on my desk, shoes, clothing, pretty much any books and music, like records and stuff. Pretty much anything I find. But I mostly go in the first place with the intention of buying clothing. All right. So my following question is, are you wearing anything right now that is an antique or vintage or you got from thrifting? Um, right now, no, I wish I was. I normally, honestly, the stuff I thrift and like antique, they're things that I want to show off to the world, you know, so I don't usually wear them at home. It's like, they're not even like super nice clothing, like really expensive and stuff. I just really like them. I want to wear them when people are looking kind of. So I usually keep those for like when I'm leaving the house. So basically what you're telling me is that I should have done a video podcast for my podcast series. So then you could wear it and then show it off. <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> That'd be funny. And do you actually still own, or actually, how did you actually get introduced 
to thrifting slash antiquing? Was it something that you did with, say, with your family member or is something you just wandered upon? Let's say at a garage sale, like, oh, cool. This is cool. I did not know people gave away these kind of things. So uh, I would say maybe around like middle school or maybe early high school, around the age where you start to buy your own clothes, you know, where you're like, mom, and dad, don't buy it for you. I realized that I really liked clothing that, that looked like it was from another decade or clothing that was just like hand-me-downs. Like I love getting hand-me-downs. I love getting hand-me-downs more than actual like new clothing. I loved, I found like for some reason, I really like to go through my mom and dad's closet and like borrow their clothes and wear it to school. And then like, obviously they get upset because like, they're like, who's wearing all my clothes? It's, it's me. But I, I realized like, you know, there's like an entire industry behind people who like to wear clothing that, that has, that's from the past that has been either worn before or that like, you know, represents something that isn't like of today. So I don't know. I just fell into it. Like the first time I went to buy my own clothing, I was like, let me just like go to a thrift store. Let me just see what they have. And ever since they are like, whenever I like, whenever I want new clothing, I probably go to a thrift store before I go to like an actual store. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but did you ever, let's say, take your mom's like oversized shoes or your dad's oversized shirt and like, you know what, I'm going to go outside like this. And it's like, it's way oversized. It becomes like a cloak. Unfortunately, yes. Now there's like a difference between like a cute oversized look and then like something that's like two or three sizes larger. One time I wore, so like I'm a size eight and I wore like size 10 shoes. And they did, like I tripped on them all day, and I was like, "Yeah, they're so pretty, but like I, this just isn't practical." Like shoes also have like a practical purpose. I wasn't meaning them, so yeah, it has happened before. I don't know if it's possible, but it's too bad that you can't, let's say, resize a shoe that's already made. Yeah, that's the one thing. Like people love to resize clothing, but shoes you got to make sure those that they they fit right. You got to make sure they fit right. Yeah, you, can you put them in the dryer? No, no, <laughs> they won't shrink. <laughs> it doesn't work like that, Alex. Uh, so do you actually still own the first thing you ever bought for thrifting and, and or antiquing? Now, um, I do kind of remember the first thing I bought. I don't think I still own it. Um, it was like the, stri- the striped blue and white shirt that I got from like a secondhand store that like also donates to charity. It, it's not like a name brand one. It's like a local one near me. And I just, I don't know, like sixth grade me fell in love with it and had to get it. But then like when I got home, I realized like, oh my God, this is kind of ugly. I wore it for like a year and then I gave it to my younger sister who then gave it to my other younger sister who then put it in the trash. So that is the, I don't own it anymore. So are you the eldest of three sisters? Yeah. Um, and I think that's why I liked hand-me-downs so much because I didn't get them very often. Mm, did you, So in, on that note, did your sisters get interested in thrifting in the hand-me-down prospect or not prospect aspect? I think honestly, it's kind of funny to think about like me, the oldest loves to thrift. My sister who's in the middle would thrift sometimes, but she also likes getting brand new clothing. My younger sister hates getting thrifted clothes. She just wants new clothes. And I think it's because of the amount of hand-me-downs we've gotten in our life. I think there's like a direct correlation. It goes for you, your middle sister, and then the younger sister. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You said you prefer to get clothing. Is there a specific type of clothing you prefer to get? Let's say pants or cool socks, shirts, hats. I mostly go for um, sweaters. I don't know why. I just love sweaters. Like even in like it's July now and I'm still wearing a sweater sometimes. I just love the way they look, they feel. And I think that like really like, you know what I mean? Like I feel like a a sweater from the 70s, the 80s and 90s, even the early 2000s, like those are distinctly different from each other. Pants, those kind of carry on through multiple decades. So I feel like, I don't know, like something like a sweater really, really shows a certain time period well. 
Um, but I also do t-shirts and shoes. When it comes to the sweaters, sweat, sweat. When it comes <laughs> to the sweaters, uh, I know, let's say during the holiday season, it's a thing where people get ugly Christmas sweaters. Is So when it comes for you choosing the sweaters, are you like interested in the ones that are like really funky or the ones that are like more tamed? Honestly, here's the thing. I, I honestly, I'm not even saying this to be like, like different or quirky. I genuinely think I have like an odd sense of style. And that I find things that are like, most people would consider them ugly. I find them kind of funny. I think humor is what I go for a lot. Like, I don't like ugly clothing sometimes. Um, just because it's ugly, I like it because I think it's just so funny that someone would wear this. And then I'll buy it and wear it. So I have bought a few ugly sweaters, some odd looking shoes and t-shirts, just because I thought what they said on them, like how they looked, the color was just like so odd and funny that I had to own it. And I bet you, you rocked it. <laughs> uh, some people might say that others might not <laughs> I say because I, I went through my grandfather's closet he passed away a while ago and he had this like dress shirt but it was like casual dress shirt with a zipper on it and the color was like brown not the pleasing kind of brown it's like different <laughs> types of browns and orange and I'm like this is ugly I love it so I actually have yeah, it here put it on. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> And for you, when you do buy these items, sometimes I would imagine some of them might have a hole in it or something like that. Do you ever try to restore them or even, let's say, improve on the things you buy? Now, I am not, I wouldn't consider myself like a physically crafty person. I am pretty clumsy with a pair of scissors, not going to lie. So I like to, I like to not alter clothing as much as I can because I feel like the way it's found is like, like, not that it's not worth changing, because a lot of clothing can be upcycled and made a lot like better quality and just like, I don't know, more fashionable. But I feel like finding a piece exactly the way it is, and loving it means so much more than finding a piece and like, just deciding to like, cut it up and make something different from it. Because then it's just about like the fabric or like, just the fit of one of the waist or something instead of like the entire thing. So I normally don't do that, but I do check for like holes and stains before I buy things. And I have bought things with holes and stains because I didn't see it. Now, when you do go buy things, do you already have like an outfit in mind that you want to build? Or let's say you buy one shirt or sweater one day and then months later you buy another pants. Like, you know what? These two will go well together. Yeah. Uh, more of the second one. I never, the thing about thrifting is like, and I'm sure we'll get to this more later, but just to put it frankly, like people's expectations are often different. Like after like a couple of years of thrifting, I've learned to lower my expectations because it's like a treasure hunt. You might not find what you're looking for. So I think it's better to just not have anything in mind. If you find something cute and you think back to your closet and you're like, oh, this would go great with this, these pants I have, then it works. But I, I don't think you should buy anything in the hopes of finding something else to go with it later. Is there one thing, let's say one sweater you have, you're like, I love this sweater, but there has yet to be a thing that matches it perfectly. Yes, yes. Uh, a, couple, a couple months ago, I bought this like beautiful oversized green sweater. It was like, it's not like oversized, like a diff, a it was, it was a large men's, which is a little big on me, but it wasn't so big that it was like, what is she wearing? It was like, for me, like the perfect, like oversized sweater. And the thing is, oversized sweaters are very hard to like match things with because you, you're the, for girls, at least the only really choice, the only choices you have are either like, jeans or leggings and then maybe a skirt a skirts out of the option because it's just too baggy for a skirt and then the leggings look weird with it and the jeans i, I haven't found a good pair of jeans that like complements the color because it's like a very dark greenish brown um and all my jeans are kind of light so yeah i'm still i'm still on the lookout for that perfect pair of jeans that 
we'll make the sweater complete. But until then, you know, I, I can manage. Speaking about being on the lookout, where are your preferred places to actually go thrifting? Do you like garage sales or let's say a specific store? I don't know what stores names you have there, but let's say for here in Canada, we have a store called Value Village or Salvation Army. So for you, what is your preferred place to go buy these new outfits or new piece of clothing? My go-to has always been um, either a Salvation Army where I live, or sometimes I will go to like this, there's like this super, super thrift store kind of that that's near my area it's like one of a kind it's not a branch or anything and they i also go there a lot and i also i love garage sales garage sales i think garage sales i don't buy clothing because i just feel like i just feel like people's personal items are much more fun to buy at a garage sale and the people there can like tell you about them people don't like to talk about clothing that much that's what i found out especially like you know people who are moving people in a rush but they're they're really attached to items and the prospect of selling an item, they really want to tell you like the story of it. And I always find that fun. So I definitely do garage sales, definitely do like Salvation Army and Goodwill. And then yeah, a couple like, um, like mom and pop shop type stuff or like the, the one of a kind places that, that you kind of have to like, I don't know, be, it's like kind of an underground thing. <laughs> I, I don't want to sound pretentious, but like most people who thrift might not know about this store unless they've heard from someone else or they've done like research. Just places like that. Pretty much everywhere, honestly. So we talked about the actual thrifting aspect of clothing. We And we're also this episode's about antiquing as well. So when it comes to, let's say, the garage sales, what kind of items have you bought? And you're like, oh, these are cool. And did you actually do research on them afterwards to figure out what date they're from? Here's the thing. I definitely mostly thrift. Um, I love to antique, though. But it's kind of hard because... Just, I guess in my area, there aren't that many antique shops. And in general, you know, it's not common to find it. That's the whole point. They're antique. It's, there's not many of them. But the few times I have antiqued has either been at a garage sale or at like these pop-up fair type things. Like like uh, someone will make a group on Facebook and be like, does anyone want to join my, my antique fair? I'm selling like, I don't know, old license plates, things like that. And a bunch of sellers will come. And you'll go. Um, but your question was, if I bought in anything? Yeah. And it was like, what is the most interesting antique you bought? I'd probably say, this is honestly so stupid, but I love apples, right? And I bought like this apple cutter from like the 50s. The The woman, it was an old woman at a garage sale. And she was telling me, oh, I've had this for like so many years, like since I was a young woman, like when I just had a baby. Um, and it, it was clear that her babies were adults by now. So I was like trying to do the math. I'm like, this thing is old, man. And it was like the apple cutters that you kind of press down on and it like creates slices of the apple. And I was like, I don't need this, but I want it. <laughs> so I, that's basically every time, like clothing is kind of like, I need this, let me get it. But like buying, thrifting and buying items is kind of like, I just want it so badly. I want it. And I was like, I'm not leaving without this. So I bought this apple cutter and then I did some research on it. And it was like from the late fifties, early sixties era. There wasn't like, you know how like when you buy things, they'll normally have like a, like a maiden tag mm -hmm. and I'll tell you like where it's made or it'll have like, um, what's the word when something copyrighted, right? Mm -hmm. For like the brand, this didn't have anything. It was just like a, a really thick metal apple cutter. And I thought it was so funny. So it's in my kitchen to this day. It doesn't cut very well because it's old and I don't know how to sharpen an apple cutter. 
But I just think it's fun to have. I might hang it up even. I think it's so cool. You know what would have been even more interesting? If she actually gave you an apple with the apple cutter. She's like demonstrating, this is how it works. She's like <laughs> selling the product to you. Like, all right, you know, I got it. I wanted it already. He's like, yeah, yeah, but let me show you. Like, no, 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 I'll, I'll buy it. I'll buy it. <laughs> I'll take the apple too. No, free bag of apples. <laughs> yeah. And for you, what would you say is the best part about thrifting and antiquing on a personal and an emotional level? Honestly, this is going to sound so weird, but ever since I was a kid, I just love to save money. I think it's so cool to like to just like get something for a bargain. I was obsessed with like exchange couponers and all those shows. And so like walking to a thrift store and finding something that like, oh my God, is so perfect. And it's only for like three bucks. That honestly, that is just like so gratifying, so satisfying. It makes the entire, tr- it makes hours and hours of looking worth it. Um, but besides that, like I said, I feel like I have like a very weird style. Like I like, like grandma clothing, you know, like things like that are old. Like there's a lot of the thing about thrifting and antiquing is that there is a certain age. There's a certain like time period that's valued. And anything after that is kind of seen as too new to be old. Like I would say right now, like anything past 2008, anything but 2008 and lower is seen as like almost vintage, like, like very old like going into a different time period but i still think like clothing from 2012 is very cool and if i find it i'll get it so it's really about finding the the thing that's so satisfying is like finding something that fits your perfect taste like just the perfect thing that will add that will add something to your house to your closet to even your kitchen and just like having one more piece that's assembled i think it's like very satisfying like the entire thing clicks better I thought when you were going to say, oh, you know, from around this year, I thought like, oh, maybe she's going to say like the 80s and before, like, you know, the 2008s. I'm like, oh, no, I have stuff that I own <laughs> from 2008. I'm like, oh, no. So No, the <laughs> thing is like a lot of people are quick to throw that stuff out because they're like, it's old. It's so, it's so five years ago. But I think five years ago is still cool. You know what I mean? Just because it was like recently old doesn't mean it's not as cool as something like from the 80s that's like I guess, quote unquote, old, old. Like, I think anything that's old is just cool. I am still using my soccer cleats from like 12 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's, that's tech. I mean, when you think about it, that's kind of vintage in a way. And I have a lot of vintage things here or antique things here that uh, I'll, I'll share with you later on. Like not send you over. I mean, like just share a picture of it and tell you <laughs> this is the old stuff I have in my place. Do they work? No. Do I like them? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so many things that you just want might not even have a purpose honestly it's just cool to have and when it comes to the actual thrifting aspect did you change your perception of thrifting throughout the years um so in general thrifting to me when i first started it seemed like something that not a lot of people did but it's definitely gained popularity as i've continued like i don't want to sound like a trendsetter or anything because I'm not. Obviously, people have been thrifting clothing for decades. But I feel like it definitely picked up while I was a teenager. Um, and I, I think that's really cool. But I feel like it's also changed how people see thrifting. Like maybe in seventh or eighth grade, when I told someone I thrifted something, they'd be like, oh, why would you wear something that someone else has already worn? Like, that's kind of gross. But like, if I show someone something I thrifted this year or last year, they'd be like, oh my gosh, just so cool. So I guess the attitudes towards it have kind of changed. Um, and that's kind of changed my attitude about it, I guess. Um, I used to be a lot more, I'm definitely more open about thrifting now. I think it's so cool. Um, but back then, a lot of people found it weird, I guess. So I, I didn't usually share it. 
I guess because a lot of people thought that getting something for cheaper meant it was worth less or like just not as not as good as something you could buy that's more expensive. Um, so it was not something I shared often. But yeah, over the years, it's definitely something I've become more open about because the attitudes about it have changed. I'm not going to lie. When you said that you told somebody that you went uh, shop thrifting, I thought you were going to do like a joke saying, oh, I went shop thrifting. And the girl's going to like, you went shoplifting? Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> shop thrifting. Oh. <laughs> and actually, when it comes to shop thrifting or just thrifting in general, how often do you go, let's say, per week or per month? Um, definitely. I, in the summer times like this, I definitely go like once every two weeks. I normally, those aren't like big, I just go to see mostly. And if I find one or two things that I really like, I'll get them. But for the most part, I don't go very often, maybe once a month. Like while I was in college, um, you know, you're busy with schoolwork and you don't really need clothing at the time. I, I had like pre-packed winter clothing and things like that. But I love to go and just see. I love to go to like Goodwill, take the bus to Goodwill and just like shop and try stuff on, even if I didn't want to buy it. And when you, if you try something on or you see something in the mirror that like just you know you want so badly that you can't leave without, then I'll get it. Um, but yeah, I, I would say it's not, it's also, I don't say it's not expensive, but it costs money. It's not a free thing. So you definitely have to save up for it if you want to splurge. But yeah, normally maybe, once a month or once every two months um, to buy one or two items. And when you do go, do you ever, let's say, fall in love and like love at first sight when you see an item or you have to, let's say, walk by it a few times like, I don't know if I like you. I'll, I'll go take do a lap. I'll come back. Do I like you? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, definitely a rule that I've figured out about myself. Well, I know myself. I'm pretty indecisive. A lot of the time, just in general, I will think things over. Do I really need this? Do I want this? Is this going to look good on me? Is this going to look good in my house, in my dorm or whatever? And that has led me to ha picking up, having a habit of like, oh my gosh, I love this sweater, but I'm not sure about it. Let me pick it up and just carry it with me around the entire store. And then if it managed to stay with me the entire, the entire time I'm at the store, by the time I have the cash register, and I give it one final look and I'm like, yes, I like this, then I'll get it. I, I guess that's a way of me giving myself time to decide. Like if I find something even better, I'll just put the other thing down. Or if I if I find way more things that I like a lot more, I'm not going to spend the extra money to get something that I'm not sure about. Um, so that's a method I've kind of picked up. But there have been times where you just look at something and you like instantly fall in love. Like you have an emotional connection to it. And that's why I really like thrifting because... When it when it comes to something that's thrifted that has been owned before, there's a story behind it. Like someone out there has worn these clothing or has had this furniture in their house or has had this painting up or has had this apple cutter. And that has been a part of their lives, like either actively, like they've physically wore it or has been in the background of their lives as a painting. I just think it's so cool that something has been a part of someone's life. And sometimes you can see that straight through the the item you're buying like there was this one time i bought this kind of like it was like a rose crochet it was like a crochet rose in a frame in a round oval frame and i instantly connected to it i was like this is so beautiful and for some reason i feel like like i need to have this and it made no it, it my brain cannot like put into words why i want to have it besides like oh my gosh it's so pretty or like i just need this i have a connection to it and I instantly knew I had to buy it. And of course, like I was like, do I need this? And I kept debating in my head. But at the end of the day, I did the walk around the store and I was like, no, I want this. Um, so there are a couple items that, yeah, I just can't seem to walk out without.
I could just imagine you walking in the store and you have like sh like shoulders high going up like almost touching the ceiling of clothing walking around with you like and someone comes up to you uh excuse me do you want a cart no 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 I don't know if I want to keep these <laughs> if they go in the cart they're coming with me if I leave them on my shoulder walking around the store I'll see if I'll keep them <laughs> yeah I mean I definitely got weird looks and I when my pile in my hands has gotten too high and that's kind of a sign maybe I should decide right now you know what decision wear them all at the same time <laughs> <laughs> and uh Thrifting, this might be a really tough question, but what is the most interesting thing you have ever found while thrifting slash antiquing? The most interesting, well, I think the most interesting I, thing I bought was the apple cutter. But I think the most interesting thing I've ever seen, one time I saw this like really cool radio. It was definitely from like the 70s or something. Um, and it was like, it was like from the 70s because I looked it up later, but it was styled to be like, from the 1930s or like from, you know, like the gate, the great Gatsby era right before, right after that time. Um, so I felt like it was doing a couple time jumps, like, and I thought it was so cool. It was kind of like this wood board with a clock and a radio and the radio worked. It wasn't very good. So it would, I couldn't really put it to use, but it worked. Like I could hear the static and could connect it to a few channels. Um, and the speakers are like this, like beautiful, like greenish orange, checkerboard pattern i i loved it and i thought it was so cool and it was so cheap at the time it was like 20 dollars, um which to me is cheap for that for like that because it was like from the 1970s but i i didn't buy it because i was like this just won't go anywhere i'm just gonna end up putting it somewhere and it'll be a waste of money and you mentioned this a little while ago talking about you prefer to go during the summer is there well not necessarily prefer but do you have realized there's different seasons and different outfits that come in during let's say winter fall spring and summer yeah like with any any clothing store or brand or industry um normally what's not in season is on sale or clearance and i love sweaters so summertime is a great time to get sweaters i'll thrift during the winter if i find but like the stuff i'm looking for isn't usually the cheapest stuff um but obviously i'll find a thing or two during the winter but yeah i love summer especially because all the winter clothing that's like really heavy duty you know, like the oversized sweaters and the boots and things like that. Those are always on sale or clearance. And I just love taking advantage of them. And during the summer, I just feel like thrifting. The thing is like thrifting, you might know, you might guess this. It's like kind of like a cyclic thing. It's like the more people that buy, the more things will eventually come in. There have been times in the winter where I buy things, where, where I go to a store and then a week later or two weeks later, I'll go and nothing has changed. Like There's nothing new. Because no one's buying at that time. And I find that summer, you know, school's out, people are on vacation, they're looking for this and that. The the cycle kind of replenishes itself a lot more. So there's always new stuff during the summer, I think. Summer is the time to go, people. So if you're listening right now, unless this episode, once it comes out, if it's still summer, then right then. <laughs> I, I'm really bad with that. Yeah, go buy yourself a sweater. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because, you know, it's going to get cold eventually sometime, maybe. <laughs> Hopefully. And for you, do you actually prefer to go thrifting alone or with company? I like both. Honestly, thrifting alone is therapeutic because it's like you're focusing on yourself and what you want. Um, you get to try things on for as long as you want without having people like wait on you. But I think going with people is also fun because it's like kind of nice when you find something, you're like, this isn't for me, but this is definitely for you. And it feels like, oh my gosh, like these people know me so well. And you can like shop for the other person and they can shop for you. And different people, I really feel like different personalities have different opinions towards like thrifting. 
a lot of people love the nature of the the secondhand item like I do. Like I really appreciate the fact that something has been worn before and has had a story and that, you know, like someone had this in their closet or in their house. Other people shop or thrift in despite of that. Like they're like, I know this has been worn before. I'm just going to ignore that fact. Um, and that really changes like the attitude of the whole shopping experience, I guess, or like the, I guess the lens that they come with it through. So it really depends on the type of person you thrift with. But the one person I can't thrift with is just an impatient person. Thrifting and like antiquing, just like this, this act in itself is, is an act of wandering, looking around, holding things, dropping them off, trying, not trying, looking yourself in the mirror for 10 minutes, trying to see if it looks good. Um, it's not like normal shopping where like you're in and you're out like this, like you're looking for a certain quality. You're looking for like certain aesthetic and it takes time, you know? So a lot of people are kind of impatient and that they'll always ruins the experience. So if I'm going to thrift with someone, this person has to be at least a little patient. Would it be odd if I told you that my first date with my wife was actually at a thrift shop? No, I think that's a great <laughs> thrift. That, that's a great date idea. That's so, no, because I think it's a great way to get to know someone. Honestly, congrats. Like, that's a great idea. Good job. <laughs> well, the reason why we went is because my wife is South Korean and her mother sent over a winter jacket, but it was going to come by boat. So it was going to come in three months. And she kind of needed a jacket. So we went there and we spent time. We found so many cool, interesting things. We took photos of like cool thing, like, and then we found a jacket. We just didn't do, like you said, we weren't impatient. We really took our time there and it was fun. Yeah. I think it's awesome because. A lot of people think, oh, I need a jacket. Like, I need to go in and out in 10 minutes and find one. But when you go to the thrift store, you're you're open to looking for something you need. Like, you can still have something that you want to get, but be open to looking. And I think I honestly have never thought about it before. But yes, that is probably the best date idea ever. Because I'm guessing you learned a lot about each other. Yeah. About, like, your styles, like, the things you like, the things you find funny. I think I think it's a great idea. I think she found me funny looking. I think that's that's what she learned from that. <laughs> Without even the clothes, just like without thrifting, just me being myself. Yeah. Uh, and you're talking about thrifting with friends and just question just popped up in my head. Do you ever, let's say, challenge yourselves? Let's say you both have an objective in the sense that, okay, you got to dress me today. What do you think is going to be best for me? And then I'm going to dress you today and I'm going to try to figure out what's best for you. Go. And you just like try to figure out like outfits like, oh, cool. That, that'd be, that'll look cool on them. I would love to do that. I haven't really done anything that specific, but I might write that down and try to do it. Um, but I have done things where it's like, I find something and it's so funny or it's so ugly that I'm like, you need to try this on right now. And I let them try it on. I take pictures and I was like, blackmail them later if I really need to because it's so horrendous. <laughs> and people have done the same to me. And then sometimes it's like me and my friend, oh, like we, we have this event we're going to. Like one time I had an interview and I really wanted like a nice blouse. Like I had blouses but i wanted one that would pop that would make me look like super cool so i brought my two friends and i was like we're we're on the lookout for a blouse like obviously you strong do whatever you want but like if you find a blouse that looks cool give it to me and it was kind of like a competition between the two of them like who knew me better who could find something better for me? <laughs> you were putting the, the friendship on the test on the line <laughs> i was like it's not gonna make me not friends with you but if you show me something that would not look good on me, I'm going to question our friendship a little bit. You're going to lose some brownie points at that point. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to redeem yourself somehow with new shoes. And a really important question I love to ask is, what are some misconceptions about people who go thrifting or antiquing? Yeah, uh, I really feel like there's a lot of misconceptions. Um, now, I'm not like an ambassador for thrifting. I'm not like an expert. Like, like I said, I don't do this often. I do it like once or twice a month when I really am in the mood for it and like, 
have extra money that I'm willing to spend. But there's, I feel like there's two main misconceptions. They're kind of opposites. The first is that thrifting is something for like people who don't have any money, who don't care about like looking good, who just want this and that to slap together and have clothing. And then the other misconception I think is that thrifting is for rich girls, like rich kids who, who just want something like vintage and cool and like name brands. And I guess technically those can both be true. There are people who thrift because, you know, it's more affordable and they don't really care about what it looks, what it looks like. And then there are people who thrift because they're willing to put down a lot of money and, you know, like those higher thrift items or the antique sweaters or shoes that people love. They're, they're costly and not everyone can afford them. I guess those are both true, but I think the majority of thrifters are people who might be trying to save money, might be trying to look for a style, but most importantly, love the act of thrifting. I think that even like I've bumped into so many mothers, so many little kids with their moms and dads, uh, elderly. I've worked, in, I've saw, I've seen people like middle-aged people that there's seriously every, there's no like typical thrifter, which I find so cool because everyone's looking for something different. Everyone has their different reason. There's not like a main group of people, people who are just like wanting to slap money on the ground, people who are stingy and stuff. Like, I, I think there's a wide range of people. And something that especially annoys me is the, the conception that it's, it's something that people, that like, if people could afford to, they wouldn't. Because I, I think, first of all, that's kind of rude to say in general. Like, I don't go into a thrift store and be like, oh, all these people can't afford like Chanel. Like, that's first of all, really rude. But second of all, I think it's just rude to, to assume something about people in general, especially like the type of thing they thrift. Because that goes back to what I said before. Like in middle school, people be like, why would you wear something that's secondhand? That's kind of gross. And a lot of people don't have a choice. You know what I mean? A lot of people, this is something that, that that's part of their life that, you know, money is hard and this is something that's good for them. It's not a bad thing. I, I really wish that people would stop seeing thrifting as like this negative thing either on either side of the spectrum, whether you're like tight on money and just want something to wear or whether like you're rich or like really want to like spend some coin. It's not, I, I think it, the monetary connotations that come with it, no matter who you are, need to be let go a little bit in general. I think that's how I would put it. Yeah. And if anybody has an issue with it, you know, come through me. I'll, I'll take care of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, you're absolutely right. It's, it's, it should be for everybody. It doesn't matter who you are, where you're from. If you're interested in just trying something out, a new experience, and you might fall in love with what you find. It, honestly, there's so many cool things. And it's not just clothing there. You could also find some cool household items. You can find vinyls. You can find whatever people bring in. It's pretty cool. And also, you can help by contributing to the stores and to the garage sales by you sharing your things. Yeah, I think that's something that's especially cool about it. Like the the fact that, you know, it's a, it was a part of someone's life and now you're willing to give that so that someone else can make use of it, so that someone else can enjoy it, really proves that like thrifting is for everyone because there have been some things where I'm like, how could anyone even want this? Like, no offense, this is the ugliest thing I've ever seen. And then someone next to me picks it up and puts it in their cart. I just think that's the nature of it. Like I, there's something for everyone. I think anyone should just try it once, whether you're, like no matter your money situation, your social status, like who you are, age, gender, race, anything. I think everyone can find something that they like and that's what's awesome about it. And that saying really does come true. Beauty is within the eyes of the beholder or something along those lines. So one person's yeah. trash is another man's or another person's treasure or 
Yeah, treasure. Yes. Yeah, there you go. I'm butchering all the sayings. But yes, you get the <laughs> idea. And uh, well, you already know the idea. I'm sharing the idea with every, pe every people, everybody. And I can't speak right now. But anyways, back to <laughs> a question where you speak more than me. Uh, what has thrifting taught you in life? Honestly, like, like everything in life, a lesson can be made out of it. And I think the lesson that thrifting and antiquing have taught me is that, you know, the, the typical never judge a book by its cover. Sometimes things look really pretty, really awesome. Like, oh my gosh, this looks so good to me. And then you try it on. This is like, oh my gosh, this doesn't fit me well at all. Why did I think this was a good idea? Other times you you think something's gross, but your friend or your family member like convinced you to try it on. And you're like, oh wow, this actually looks great. Gives you a new perspective. So I think just don't judge a book by its cover. Be open to everything. That's the thing. You're not going in and out just to get something. You're looking for something that's catered towards you, your personality, something that you know that you will love. So be open to things, even if they aren't good at first. Like there have been times where I've bought something that that was almost repulsive <laughs> to me at first. Like one time I saw this dress that I was like, it's way too small. Like it's not going to fit me. And I, I just feel like I'm going to look like, like a sausage, like in the wrong casing. <laughs> But it fit perfectly. And the more I looked at it, the more I really loved it. And I ended up buying it. So it's just things like that. Like, be open to it. Don't be so hard on yourself. Don't be so, you know, strict with your considerations. Just just be open. Be an open book and, and be willing to explore and experiment a little bit. Absolutely. Never judge a book by its cover. Even if it's missing its cover, the story inside might just surprise you. Boom, look at that. That was a exactly. deep quote right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and when it comes to thrifting and antiquing itself, has it ever stressed you out? A, for let's say something doesn't fit or you just, uh, somebody took it when you put it back and like, oh, I really wanted it and it just went away. Um, There have been times, like, like just shopping in general at a normal like department store or like brand name store, you know, it, it's when you walk in there, it's kind of like a competition. Like there was this, there, this store near me has like Wednesdays are half off. And on Wednesdays, you got to be on high alert. The minute you see something you think you might like, you have to like grab it, right? You have to like at least kind of claim it in your hands. Um, normally, I can walk around something. I can like go back to it and come back. But I just made a habit of taking it in my hands and keeping it until I know I don't want it or until I buy it. So that is always stressful. Like the, the sale days where people are just rushing. So that's why I normally never buy more than a couple things. I feel like the most I've bought on a thrift haul, I guess if you could call it, was like five or six things. Because, you know, number one, you don't want to take away from other people, right? And number two, any more than that is just hard to manage, hard to think about. You got to do all this math in your head now with the final cost. Um, you got to try on a million things and then you got to like put things back. I, I feel like my brain can't take that much <laughs> at once. Like I really need to focus on a couple pieces because it, it's the pieces as individuals stand so well by themselves you don't need so many of them you can be satisfied taking one home or two home so i just think the 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 aspect of having other shoppers there can be stressful especially if you're if you're looking for something specific and also the trying trying on too many things at once trying to take way too many things um that can be stressful too but for the most part it's a relaxing experience for me i do it to to like you know uh relax unwind to talk to friends, to, you know, catch up with family, things like that. So most of the time it's not stressful. Speaking, so it really sounds like a meditative thing. You're really just relaxing. You're in your zone, doing your thing. So for you, how long does, let's say, a thrifting or antiquing session, if it's a meditative session, let's say how long does it usually last for you? 
I, the thing is, I, like I said before, I love to walk around and see everything because I have like, I have a fear of missing out almost like I don't want to walk past like my future wedding dress or like the, the blouse that will land me my big interview, something like that. I don't want to walk past it. So I look at pretty much anything, everything. And I, I think that it's probably best to do that. Yeah. So you'd say it takes a few hours or... No. Oh, right. I forgot the question. <laughs> I low-key forgot the question. Uh, yes. Uh, team, well, I would say maybe an hour. The average is about an hour. Sometimes, like, you're there for so long. So The thing is, if you look closely, thrift stores and, like, garage sales and all, of, like, department stores, like, not, like department thrift stores, uh, they, they're kind of built almost, like, dark. So like you like you know in a movie theater it's dark and you don't want to go into the light. Like you don't want to leave because it's like bright outside. Like if you go to movies during the day at least. It kind of feels like that. Every thrift store I've been to is kind of dimmed down or in a basement with no natural light. Or like the garage sales are always like in the shade and a part of someone's house. And it's like, I don't know, I feel like I'm stuck in time. So sometimes I've been in there for like two or three hours, maybe even four, honestly. But for the most part, one. I, I try to keep myself sane. Well, if you ever come to my area, so in Canada, in Ottawa, in my neighborhood, it's kind of creepy just giving out my location, but there's two <laughs> neighborhoods in Ottawa that do massive garage sales every year where like the whole that neighborhood. sounds like heaven. Yeah. And you find so many interesting things. And it's, uh, unfortunately, I don't think it's going to happen this year for obvious reasons, but by the time this episode comes out, maybe it's happening. I don't know. It's uh, usually in September. So We'll see. But yeah, it's pretty massive. I don't know. Have you ever encountered anything like that? Like a massive neighborhood garage sale? Um, unfortunately, no. But that sounds like my dream. The most is like those antique fairs that pop up. Um, but it's only maybe like 10 or 20 sellers. What yours, yours is sounding like way more than that. And that sounds like, like a dream come true for me. But no, mostly it's been a few sellers at a time or one or two stores at a time. Never more than that. So uh, I'll, uh, maybe in the future, we'll meet up if you come here and during September and then you'll teach me the thrifting ways through a garage sale. <laughs> yeah, maybe. And for you, what was your biggest challenge when you first started thrifting slash antiquing? The biggest challenge for me was, I think, not finding anything at first. Because you go when you go to a normal store that's selling new clothes, you go to your exact area. You go for you, you go to like adult men. I'll go for like teen girls or young adult women, right? And you find the stuff that you mostly need there because it's catered towards you. But if you're thrifting, you have to be open to things not being where you typically would find them. Um, a lot of jeans I find are like they fit me better in the men's section. Maybe it's because my, my legs are longer or because I like a wider leg. But I just like the men's jeans better. And I like men's t-shirts better. I think they fit nicer. And I like to go to like the, there's never a label on it, but you know, the old women's lit area. And I like to shop there instead of like the, my area, because when I'm thrifting, I'm not buying, I'm, I'm buying something that might not be for me specifically, like my, my gender, my size, whatever. I think that the, you have to be open to it. You really have to look at all of the options. Um, and that means going other places. Like it might be embarrassing at first to find yourself in the opposite gender, you know, it shouldn't be, but a lot of people might find it embarrassing or like going somewhere where it's like, honestly, not for you, but you'll, I, I swear, you'll find some of the coolest stuff there. So I think, yeah, the biggest challenge was not knowing where to look, but what, what, just start roaming. I swear, once start roaming, 
and looking in places that you didn't think you should be looking at, you'll find things. Yeah, yeah. Exploring is so great when it comes to shopping and thrifting, especially because if you just speed through it, you might miss something pretty cool. Yeah. And for you, what is your current biggest challenge? Well, right now, I haven't thrifted in a while. Um, and that's because of, you know, COVID and everything. But um, so it, it's not like I'm going through withdrawal or anything like I can deal with it. But sometimes I just miss the act of thrifting. It's not even like I miss being outside. It's like I miss being inside another place that's dark and that smells like, <laughs> like, I don't know, Febreze because they like Febreze the place for some reason. And that like, I'm just like aimlessly, like, I don't know, flipping through the hangers on the rack, just mindlessly looking through clothing. I miss it. It's therapeutic. Um, so that's probably the biggest challenge now, but hopefully I can get to it soon. I'm knocking on wood for you. Hopefully things clear <laughs> up and then you can go back into your natural habitat and relax and have a great time. And this is a uh, more informative for people who might be interested in the hobby. Do you have any tips and tricks when it comes to thrifting? So I'm kind of like do's and don'ts. Yeah. Um, I've mentioned a couple do's so far. So like I said, look in different areas. Don't be like restricted by what you've always looked by where you've always looked because you'll find different stuff when you're thrifting. Um, and the other thing I mentioned before was to not be afraid to roam, to hold things in your hands and like, you know, just think about it. Um, another thing I would say that is definitely a do is look at the price tag immediately. A lot of times the price tag is a deal breaker for people. Um, or like when you're antiquing, like you'd love this. Don't let yourself fall in love with something before you know if you can even afford it. It's happened so many times to me. Like, oh my God, I love this like little thing for my desk or like, I love these shoes and you figure it out. And it's like, I'm not willing to pay this much money. So put it away before you even get another glance because, because then you'll leave with like way too money, too much money out of your pocket. Um, so yeah, look at the price tag before you buy, because at the end of the day, thrifting is a hobby for people who like to save money too. So I would say, look at the price tag. Um, and then the as for the don'ts, don't go in with huge expectations. I know that's hard because when you go... I, this is like... This advice is geared towards people who normally shop either online or at normal stores and are thinking of like making the transition to thrifting or like going to a thrift store once. You might be used to like just searching up like women's tops and searching it up and finding endless, endless supply of what you want or like going to like the, the shoe department of a store and finding everything you want in all of your sizes. There, first of all, there's typically less, there's less of a choice. Things are taken. The, the chances are if something looks really nice, it, someone might've taken it already because you know, everyone is there looking for the same stuff, more or less something that's, that's good quality and looks nice. Um, what looks nice might be different to other people, but you know, there's someone out there with your exact taste might be thrifting and just thrifted an hour before you and got the piece. So I would say don't don't go don't go with an open I mean don't go with a, a closed mind. Go with an open mind. Don't don't not go with an open mind. Be open to things. Yeah. I want shoes and then you end up with a belt. But the belt is so so much cooler that you don't even care about the shoes. You know what? I'll transform that belt into a shoe. Yeah. Thinking outside yeah, the box. Yeah, you can figure it out. <laughs> now, you're mentioning that some people do this to try to save some money. So, on that note, did you ever negotiate at any point? Whether, let's say, I would imagine thrift stores, not so much, but maybe, let's say, for a garage sale. I'm, I'm not shy, but I'm definitely more reserved when I shop. I don't want to, like, start an argument with the buyer, I mean, with the seller. 
or like, you know, like get into an altercation that, that would not make them like me. Because what if I want to return? What if I, what if I want to come again another time? What if I want to, you know, give this back for like, like, you know, return it with my receipt? Like, I don't want to give a bad impression. That, that's the thing, you know, like with thrifting and antiquing, just garage sales in general, it's not like just some like nameless person that works under a company that you'll probably never see again. This could be your neighbor. It could be like someone that you know well or someone that you'll eventually come to know well if you end up shopping there a lot. So he's only making a good impression. Um, but I think the main thing is... Sorry, what was the question? Uh, have you ever negotiated? I lose track of the question so easily. <laughs> it's all good. No, it's all good. I like get there and then I stop. That happens to me all the time. So yeah, yeah. The question was, have you ever negotiated? Let's say at a garage sale. Oh, negotiated. Yes. So what I was getting to was, no, I usually don't negotiate. I just feel like it's better not to... Not to fight about it because I don't know to me like if it's if it's not worth nego- if it's worth negotiating then then someone would have already done it I feel like I feel like this price has already come to a a kind of stalemate in a way or two so I think just if you don't like the price just don't buy it don't try to work around it um, but if you're the type of person that doesn't mind a little bit of a confrontation <laughs> a little bit of logical argumentation and are willing to like get into a debate with the seller who knows you might you might find something for a lot cheaper that could be their hobby <laughs> they don't actually want to buy yeah. it they just want to negotiate that's i'll have to find somebody <laughs> for that hobby <laughs> and do you have any word of advice for anybody who might be interested in this hobby yeah word of advice is just just go in just try it once you know if you've never done it or you've done it like once or twice but you didn't like the experience go in just give it a chance you know uh, but do it the way I said. Like, not that I'm like, you know, the the master of it. But a rule of thumb: be open, stroll, look around, try a thing or two on. Like, you know, like figure out if you like it. Think about things in your closet that might go with it. Things in your house that might fit nice with it. Like, that might look well in your house. Um, just be open to thinking about it. Be open to picking it up, putting it down, and yeah, make sure that. You, you're okay with walking away with nothing because there have been times where I walk away with nothing. And a lot of people, for some reason, aren't okay with that. Like, no, I went to the store, I want something. And a lot of people, like a lot of people I've thrifted with, like just will leave with anything just to say that they got something so it wasn't a waste of their time. But I don't think it's a waste of time if you enjoy it. So yeah, just do it to enjoy it. <laughs> I feel like if like some people who don't buy anything, it's like, I need to buy something. It's like, I'll buy that piece of gum. What? This is like at the yeah. checkout. Like, I got to. Well, it's funny you say that because like when I go traveling sometimes, I don't buy anything like a souvenir for myself. I'm like, no, there's nothing like sometimes I just, I want to just enjoy the experience and sometimes I'm like, oh, cool. I'll buy something. Yeah. Just to, you don't need to go in. You go, I'm sorry, you don't need to go in. I mean, if you go, let's say, go into a thrift shop the first time, you don't necessarily have to buy anything. You go in and just experience the thing. And maybe next time you go in, like you're saying, maybe you'll see something you like. Yeah. I mean, it's okay to not find anything the first or second or even third time. Maybe you need to go to a different store or maybe you need, maybe you're better at garage sales than thrift stores. Maybe you, your personal taste is just better there. So yeah, be willing to try new things. It's like food. Just try a bunch of different types of foods and you might <laughs> find something new. Yeah. We talked about this at the beginning of the episode, but we'll share it again at the end. Do you have any social media links, websites, or even projects or podcasts that you would love to share so people can come show you some love? Yeah. My podcast, Don't Be Lonely. It's a podcast basically um, about just being alone during COVID. Uh, if you're feeling like lonely, if you haven't really met, talked to your friends or family in a while, if you haven't met up with them because of this stuff, you know, this this pandemic has really changed almost every aspect of life. 
it's a podcast where you can just come and hang out with me. We play games. I tell funny stories. I like let you know about things that are going on in the world. I, I call people sometimes. I make up like fun little competitions for you guys. And I answer questions that you guys ask. So I try to make it like this really personal thing. So you can come spend time with me and have some company. Yeah. So that's my podcast. Um, if you look it up on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, it's pretty much on every platform um, that is widely known. You can search up Don't Be Lonely. Um, it's under the name Sarah Be Like. That's kind of like my, uh, my stage name almost. Mm. Sarah, it's Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, the letter B, and then L-I-K-E. like. And yeah, you can just search up the podcast. And if you really want to follow me on Instagram, you can. Don't Be Lonely podcast. I update... I just post updates about the podcast, um, clips and things like that. So yeah, if you love my voice, if it's soothing to you guys in any way, mm-hmm. if you think I'm funny, <laughs> fingers crossed, I hope <laughs> you think I'm funny. But um, yeah, check it out. You know what? I'll put all those links down below so people can go check it out and of course show you some love. And I get your name. It's the same for me. My name for this podcast is Alex Hobby. Hobby is not my real last yeah. name. That'd be kind of egotistical if I called, if my name was Alex Hobby and I had a podcast called Time for Your Hobby, kind of like a podcast <laughs> for myself. So definitely not that. It's just my podcast name. Yeah. And I think it's a cool name. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> it's, I make time for myself. <laughs> and now for the last question, do you have any questions for me about thrifting? Yeah. First, well, you kind of answered this one with your story about how you met your wife, but have you ever gone thrifting? Like, have you how often do you do it do you find your do you find yourself doing it is it a hobby of yours is it something you remotely even enjoy a little bit oh uh, i do enjoy it i haven't done it in a while back in high school i would go thrifting so much when i was like making halloween costumes because i'm like <laughs> oh there's so many cool things like I'm, i think i made a mario outfit out of it i'm like oh that's cool i found all the material there there's a red top hat i'm like like it made out of foam, like that's dope. We can mold that. We can make that happen. <laughs> like honestly, and I didn't go in thinking I wanted to make a specific costume. But when I saw these things separately, I'm like, wait, oh, I can make that. So like back in high school, when it came to <laughs> Halloween costumes, I did that. I don't dress up for Halloween as much anymore. It's been a while. But uh, yeah, if I were to do it again, I'd definitely, and then maybe I'll make it another date with my wife. Why not? Yeah. Just kind of like after being together for seven years, make it uh, blindfold her and bring her there and say, this is where we had our first date. And she'd be like, let's go find a winter jacket. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, do you have an anniversary coming up? That would be a great idea. <laughs> I just think it might be cool. We have our wedding anniversary in 10, 11 days. <laughs> wow. I don't know. This might be good timing. This might, this might be meant to be me talking about this so it'll get in your head and you can maybe do it. But I don't know. I don't know. That's something to think about. Well, hopefully the store is open because of the whole COVID uh, situation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm in the U.S. and things have kind of opened, but I'm not, I'm like, I still haven't gone thrifting or anything because I'm not sure about it yet. Like, I'm still willing to wait a few weeks. So actually, speaking of which, do they do, is it only indoors? Would they be even open to the idea of doing it outdoors? I think, well, like a lot of, I've, I've, there are a lot of like churches and like mosques and just like religious buildings, I guess, that like to have like yard type sales in their yard. Um, I guess that way it's more inviting to people who like aren't part of the religion, you know, because like if you're not part of religion, you might not feel comfortable going in another religion's temple. So they do have a lot of yard stuff. So that's something that has already been going on. And I have seen people go to those, but I don't know about departments. Like the one department store that I go to, that is, that is like a thrift department store. It's in a basement. I don't know how they do that. Like they'd have to carry everything up the stairs 
that'd be kind of weird. But I feel like people are finding ways to do it differently. So who knows? It might, it might work out. You know what? I got a better solution. It's not practical, not cheap at all. Everybody has a drone and then you just fly through the store. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I wish. Virtual thrifting. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. that. I mean, there are websites that kind of like sell virtual clothing. I <laughs> The clothing isn't virtual. The act of buying is. <laughs> um, and it's like an online store, but everything is thrifted, like sustainably created or packaged and sent. So a lot of people feel like feel like that's a good replacement for their typical thrifting. Even better solution, put a webcam on a Roomba and just let it wander <laughs> in the store and then just like kind of point out what item you want. <laughs> it's, it sounds very impractical. This is my mind just wandering away. <laughs> yeah, I think honestly, at this point, I'm so willing to get thrifting. A Roomba might work for me. It might do the job. Um, but I do have another question mm, for you. Yes. Yeah. Did I change perception of thrifting in any way? Did you have a, a different mindset about it before you started talking to me? No. I really thought thrifting was just a thing that anybody can do. And I never thought it was beneath me at all. I always like getting antique stuff as well. I have like, I'm looking right now. I'll show some pictures. I have some headphones that are from like the 70s. They don't work, but I have them. I have clothing from like the 70s as well that I wear. Other people think it's ugly, but I'm like, you know what? I like it. It's dope. That's that's just me. So yeah. I sorry sorry for like bursting your bubble and like, oh, maybe you're hoping like, yes, I you did. I'm like, no, I, I liked I I always thought like thrifting was cool. I think it's great that you have like pretty much the same mindset um about thrifting as me because not a lot of people do. I think it's something that people still need to think about. And it's definitely gaining popularity. So people are seeing it as more of a positive thing, I guess. Um, but no, it's always nice to meet someone who appreciates thrifting and loves it. And also for people wondering like, oh, well, somebody else wore it. You know, you could wash it, right? And it's, that's, that's a thing humans do. They wash clothing and then it's good to go. Yeah. <laughs> I think the one, the thing is I'm open to wearing pretty much anything that's been worn, obviously, as long as it's washed. But the one thing that I will not do, um, you know, there's like, they're kind of like police department thrift stores almost. Oh, like okay. Sales from like murder, from like murder trials or like houses where someone died and no one is there to claim it. I just feel like that's too creepy for me. Like I'm sure the stuff, I guess, if you really want is like clean, but I, I don't really care about the cleansing. I care in that situation. I care about the story behind it. Like, I don't know. I want to feel comfortable like with something like that. But I know people who love it. People who are like into like, you know, shows like Criminal Minds and like love podcasts and shows about like, I don't know, like murder and stuff like that. I'm not really into that. But like I said, there's literally a threat. There's a type of thrifting, type of antiquing for literally everyone. So who knows? Someone who might have listened to this entire podcast and was not really set on thrifting and just heard me talk about those things, they might be on it now. They might be looking up police sales soon. So you just pretty much open up the door for the idea that there's probably thrifting for so many different types of things. Let's say like the police uh, office or office department or a normal thrift store or maybe let's say a thrift store for baby store or thrift store. I don't know. I'm sure that already exists. Yeah. <laughs> no, there are so many. Thrift I feel like any other interest, like if anyone who has a specific interest that they really like can can pursue it in one way in thrifting. Um, there's a lot of thrift stores that donate to specific causes, like Salvation Army is, is a cause in itself, but there are thrift stores or I guess just like kind of fairs, pop-up type things that that do it to raise money for cancer or that do it to raise money for schools. I've been to school sales 
I, I've been to ones where it's it's people say, trying to save up for college or like trying to like get a couple people in their local school, like some sort of scholarship. I, I've been to ones where it's obviously just normal Salvation Army, just, just gives back to the community. I've been one, to ones where it's just like a garage where someone's just trying to like make some money to fix their car. I think there's like a cause for everyone. And if you get into the thrifting community, I wouldn't say like I'm in the thrifting community, but I know a few people who thrift and everyone goes for different reasons. And because there are different aspects that they find, like I love the sentimentality of it. I love the story behind it, the the idea that this is a person's life and that it fits my specific style really well. Some people love it for the price. Some people love it for the name brand. Some people love it because therapeutic act. Some people love it because they just grew up with it and don't know any better. Like there's just so many different ways that people love it. And on another positive note, you're also recycling. So you're helping out the planet. I think that's a great upset. Like when I started, I didn't even consider that. But I I realized like this is so sustainable. Like this is great for you. Like as I've gotten older, I feel like when you're young, you don't really think about, uh, I guess, not that it's a morbid topic, but it kind of is. Like the world might be ending. And when you're a kid, you don't really think about those things. But as you grow older, you do. And that, that has just made me love thrifting more. Um, the idea that, you know, uh, it's, it's not ending up in a landfill. It's in your closet. When you're done, you can give it to someone else so you can re-give it back to the donation site. Like, I just think the, the sustainability of it is definitely a selling factor. And you can even pass it down to your youngest sister. <laughs> yeah, who I will stop from throwing it in the garden. <laughs> oh. But you know what? It's a great thing and everybody should give it a try. Absolutely. You got more to gain than to lose. Even if you don't buy anything, you just go and get the experience. Try it once at least. Yeah, you can say you did it. Exactly. So there you have it. Another body with a hobby. Thank you so much, Sarah, for just <laughs> coming on and sharing your passion for thrifting slash antiquing. Yeah, thank you for having me. And I hope I inspired someone out there to walk into a local thrift store and just give it one more try. Well, you definitely inspired me to go on another date with my wife there because we haven't gone back <laughs> since. But uh, I'd be be down to do that once things open up. And if you guys would like to learn more about Sarah, you should go check her out. I'll put all her links down below, including her podcast as well. So just go click that, follow, show some love. And if you'd like to be on my podcast or have any questions at all, you could send me an email at timeforyourhobby at gmail.com. And of course, if you like the podcast and want to leave a review, you can. On Apple Podcasts, I think Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or anywhere that you can leave reviews, they help me grow. Also, if you want to show some more support, which is completely optional, I have a Redbubble account where I sell merchandise with the Time for Your Hobby logo on it on things you do not need, like a shower curtain. Why? I don't even know why. Actually, no, go thrifting. Don't, don't, don't do that. Go thrifting. You'll probably find a better shower curtain. But if you want to show some support for my podcast in another way, I have a Patreon as well. So once again, these are optional, but they're there if you'd like to show some support. So once again, thank you so much, Sarah. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. I love this podcast. Well, thank you. And until the next episode, (laughs) make some time for your hobby. Take care.